Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hot Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome. This is the uh, the Rod Hull Odyssey Part 2, I think. We are looking at the uh, the episode of This Is Your Life from 1983 where uh, Rod Hull was the guest. Um, minus Emu. I have to say that now. If you're tuning in for lots of Emu, this is your life content. Emu, I guess, was asleep mm. when this was going on. Sometimes um, he did have to go what? to bed. Considering Rod. the amount of energy he fucking burnt when he was awake, I bet he yeah. had to really get quite a lot of rest. He was a very energetic bird. Mm. Yeah. Um, and of course, that was of course what Rod used to say to people who knocked on the knocked door. Knocked on his door. Sorry, he's, a, he's sleeping. You. Oh, he's asleep. Uh, nah, nah he's sleeping. You, you haven't pissed on my tyres, have you? Good. Now he's <laughs> yeah, well, sleeping. Make sure you don't know the way out. <laughs> um, that, that bothers me. I, I think about that a lot more than I should. What about Rod Hull having his tyres pissed on? Tyres pissed on. Yeah. That geezer who told me that I know the shop he works in, so I might swing by it. Um, <clears throat> later today or at some point this week because it's not far from where I live I might swing by and right. get a little bit do a little bit more digging that'd be good if you yeah. could yeah. I will yeah um, and when he when he told me that that he just used to say that uh, Emu was asleep I thought oh what a prick but then you know if he didn't if he got Emu yeah. out there'd be a queue around the block wouldn't well, I think it's absolutely I thought it reflected quite well on him because he's got three options he can either mm. go don't be daft he's just a fucking puppet Fuck yeah. off. He's in a box. Yeah. He's not real. He ain't got a beating heart or blood fucking flowing through his veins. He's just made of fucking plastic and fabric and nylon. Do you know where he is? He's in the fucking garage. <laughs> oh, fuck off. So he could say that and that would break the hearts of his, of his child visitors. Yeah. He could say, go the other extreme, go, oh, yeah, I'll go and get him and then do the whole routine. But that's just unsustainable. I would, no one would expect him to do that. So what he did was... He acknowledged that he was real and said something sweet, which is he's mm. sleeping. Because mm. weirdly, anything... It's quite an interesting thing, actually, about sleep. If you think of anyone sleeping... You know, like the people say, public speaking, if you think of everyone naked in the mm. audience, it makes yeah. you feel more relaxed because you think, oh, they're all human like me. Or I've right. heard some people saying, oh, when you work with celebrities, just remember, they all go... 
they all shit like anyone else. They all shit on yeah. the toilet, right? I don't like that. I don't like to think of mm. the Queen doing I'm not the shit. Sure they all do, to be honest. I think exactly. I'm not sure that's true. I'm pretty systems. sure Simon Cowell doesn't. Um, yeah. I think he takes a pill and uh, that just eradicates the feces. It, it dissolves it, it all in his body. Yeah. yeah what Although is it called, the, someone went to his party that he has once a year and someone I know and got a snap of his toilet roll, which was black. Black toilet roll. Oh, I remember that, yeah. yeah. Um, but going back to sleep, I think that when you think of someone who's being mean, like think of a celebrity that you think is awful, like a cruel person, mm. right? Like, mm. let's take Hitler, the ultimate. I'm thinking of one. Right? Now, think of them yeah. sleeping, and you can't help but think, oh, oh that's nice. Sleepy Hitler. Yeah. yeah. Think of Hitler. Ugh, yeah. Horrible. Now think of Hitler having a nice sleep. All, you think, oh, uh, lovely. Because he's all vulnerable. All peaceful. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Sleep tight, Hitler. Yeah. What do you dream of, Hitler? <laughs> do you dream oh, of playing nice with a puppy nasty? in a field yeah. full of daisies? Yeah. God. It's interesting, isn't it? Any, anyone, yeah, it you picture anyone having a lovely sleep... It has to be a lovely sleep, not someone having a horrible, drunken, sort of snoring and dribbling sleep. A lovely, mm. gentle sleep. And you think, oh, they're not all bad. Yeah. Do you think Hitler would sleep in his uniform or would he have pyjamas? I reckon he had pyjamas, but he had pyjamas patterned with <laughs> swastikas all over. Ah, that's a shame. Yeah, which would be I'm horrible. imagining just like plain, maybe purple ones. Silky not, or cotton? Not with any silk. Silk, especially when he was in the top job, he would have upgraded to silk pajamas, wouldn't yeah. he? I don't think he'd have had silk when he was in that that, that garret in Austria when he was just a struggling painter. No, <clears throat> he probably it, slept in a, um, a sack, long, long johns, something like that, or a hessian sack that he'd cut Maybe armholes in into. What, naked? Oh, what, yeah. Oh, that'd be really rough, wouldn't it? Yeah, when, you, when he was poverty like stricken, that. that's what he had. Ich yeah. bin poverty stricken. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> I wonder if that'll lose us any listeners. <coughs> Imagine think of any famous murderers. Now think of them sleeping. Yorkshire Ripper having a, a nice snooze. sleep. Maybe, sleep maybe a little bit of snoring. Ripper. <coughs> a little bit of snoring and his beard's just bristling in the. <laughs> yeah. What mm. does Oscar do when he's sleeping? Does he do anything amusing? Sometimes he'll dream and he'll 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 kick his legs a little bit and do a little bit of yelping. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether he's dreaming good things or bad things or what. Oh yeah, dog having a dream is him, one of the funniest things. Well, he yeah. he's probably private about his dreams. Yeah, I'm not telling you, Andy. I don't ask you about your dreams. You don't ask me about mine. That's the deal. <laughs> I tell him about all of mine. Do you? Whether he likes it or not. Oh, it's a yeah. bit disturbing. Yeah. What, what, are you burden- what, 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 are you, what are you burdening me with this for? Yeah. I don't understand. My dog brain can't process it. Carol Vorderman, of course, is now the number one enemy of the UK government as we record this. She's on is a, she a started, mission. Is she, what's just started issuing statements, firing She's statements? Tweets. I think she was on this morning the other day. She's just absolutely laying into the government at every she's opportunity. She's had it with them, hasn't she? She's, oh, had, she's, she's had, enough. had enough. Yeah, straw, camel's back, broke. Yeah. 
Good, good well, for us, yeah. Good, yeah, good on her because, you know, someone's got to stand up and be counted. We all moan on about it, but I saw a meme this morning and it had a picture of... It's hard to explain because memes, obviously, by definition, are visual jokes, but it was some people having a big s- scrap in a sort of a restaurant and right. wh- and someone else was sitting on the sidelines just scrolling casually through his phone and someone yeah. had written next to the people for having this fight... The French French society, when the government make them work for two extra years, right? Yeah, because they change retirement age, and then it yeah. just said, British society, when the government isn't paying tax, is openly corrupt and is imposed like fucking inflation, recession, cost of living crisis, and a broken NHS for the last thirteen years, and we're just sitting scrolling through a phone. I haven't really done it justice. The point is, yeah. is that. In other countries, proper countries like fucking France, they fucking kick off when the government are mm. taking the piss. But here, well, who have we got? Not me or you. We're not doing anything other than moaning on nope. this podcast once in a while. Your Vordermans of this world are standing up and being counted. They're stepping up. Yeah. yeah. Go on, Carol. She'd yeah, make I'm a right fucking good her. chancellor with her head for numbers, wouldn't she? Yeah. She's also got... She, she, I was reading a thing about her. She's also got... Um, she doesn't have a, a single partner. She's got a series of what she calls special friends. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? And there's like seven of them, I think, all together. And, and this has gone on for years. They all mm. know about each other. Mm. And um, makes you think, doesn't it? What, could you be one? I, I'd like yeah. to be. There's a available. She, the, I, she, um, pretty sure, like, going back quite a few years now, like, pretty sure she was flirting with me. Um, yeah. for a, for a sustained period, yeah, and then it wow. then it fizzled out. I don't even know if she still follows me on Twitter. She did for a while. There was, a, I, in my opinion, in my opinion, there was a flirtation going on between me right. and Vorderman. It wouldn't have ever gone yeah. anywhere. Of course, it wouldn't. Um, yeah. But had life been different, had our paths taken us in different mm. directions, might I have ended up in as one of her chicklets? as she may mm. call her harem of, of eligible back, eligible men. Yeah, I'd have been open-minded about that. I've just followed her on Twitter just to see what will happen. See what happens. Um, I, 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 I similar thing going on, I think, with Susanna Reid. Oh, yeah. Ten, ten years ago. Ten years ago? Oh, yeah. I thought it was still ago. live. Not really so much now. And now that she's right. more legitimate on TV as a celebrity, she doesn't. Oh, she has to. She had to. She can't be seen to be fraternising. You know, fraternising with the, the the problematic likes of me. Yeah. What with me? Uh, it would have been her management her. said, right? <clears throat> yeah. Listen, yeah. you're going to the next level. First thing you need to do is cut off all contact with this Andy Dawson character. <clears throat> this northerner. He's yeah. been going around. He's been throwing around threats to kick. Gove in the bollocks, all sorts. And yeah, that was what finished it. I yeah, think. and yeah. Uh, we can't have that. Yeah. Anyway, you know. Oh my god! I'm just doors, scrolling Instagram, and as we discuss this, Susanna Reid comes up. I didn't even search her; just scroll past her. Well, yeah, because Instagram listens to you. Yeah, and it's an article, and it says it's got Susanna Reid, and the pull quote is this: "I have no guilt around napping." Having, oh, a, saw this yesterday. having a guilt-free yeah. nap is one of the enormous pleasures of my day. <clears throat> I don't set an alarm. Oh, that's the Delaney method. Um, well, well, yeah. I know I you don't approve of that. that. I just no. see what my body 
naturally needs. Well, you That's exactly right, Susanna. You should do what your body mm. naturally needs. And if that's a nap, so be it. Well, the, the cosmos uh, is speaking us, speaking to us here, mate. I, I mean, I'm the nap expert. I think if anybody has got any kind of expertise on what Susanna Reid's body needs, it's it's me. <laughs> but um, maybe I can drop her a line. I don't know if it'll be, you know, responding hey, you're to into her. Naps. Not, probably not. Maybe we should get together and discuss it or have a nap together. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that would work out. But I'm just looking through Carol Vorderman's Twitter and it's <laughs> every single fucking hour, pretty much, she's just listing a different Tory and all of their despicable crimes. Wow. <laughs> it's excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it does take bravery Lots to do that. Cause, um, <clears throat> yeah, of course. I, I, you know, obviously I'm not a high-profile individual like, like Carol Vorderman is, and I'm not a woman. As well, mm. which means that you can always quadruple the abuse you're going to expose yourself to if you have yeah. a fanny, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I gave up saying really writing anything. I retweet the odd thing that I agree with if I'm mm. in that sort of mood. But I gave up putting anything out there about politics long ago because it was yeah. pretty. It can get very traumatic very quickly, and yeah. so I really respect yeah. people I mean, who yeah. do if, if they're if they're in the public eye. Some people go, oh, they should stay out of politics. I don't think that. I actually respect people more when they're in the public eye, they've got more to lose, and they know exactly what they're exposing themselves to, which is always going to be a lot more negativity yeah. than positivity. Why should they stay out of politics? Yeah, well, people say that, don't they? They go, oh, you're a celebrity. Well, so, Wind so your neck in. who's allowed to talk about politics then? Just well, politicians? Precisely. So it's some some an, well, anonymous that's what you get. random You get Lineker fella. saying things, and people go, huh, stick to football. And I think... Fucking yeah. why? We've all got a fucking yeah. as much say as any cunt, you know? Yeah, and you're, and you're only saying that because he's fucking saying something you fundamentally you disagree with. with anyway, so exactly. fuck off. Exactly. So I think that the, these high-profile people, when they come out and start, you know, nailing their colours to the mast, I respect them for it. That said, um, I only respect them for it if they're saying things that I agree with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like, you know, Wright said Fred are high profile, but they come out of all yeah. sorts of toxic nonsense. Well, and I'm not like, yeah. yeah, well done. You've really stood up to be counted. I'm actually like, you fucking idiot. Shut up. Stick to doing I'm rubbish also, songs. So, I'm also not a fan of them, so it doesn't really matter. Exactly, exactly. So if it's someone I'm not a fan of mm. and they have an opinion that I disagree with, then probably I'm less magnanimous. And I'm just saying that because I always think it's important for me to own my own hypocrisy. And oh, in, in, in this case, yeah. I really do. This this podcast is founded on nothing else than our joint hypocrisies. And we've, yeah, we've well, I think times, everyone's a hypocrite, we? but there's there's just, you know, everyone is, is guilty of hypocrisy one way or another. There's just, you can either own that and admit to it or try and pretend that you're not a hypocrite what's the point it's important it's impossible yeah. not to be a hypocrite really of course it is and if you do try and not be you'll just tie yourself up in knots and then yeah. you go around the bend the point is good. we're pro vorderman mostly yeah. because we think she's fit and we agree with yeah. her opinions simple as that yeah. that's that's the <laughs> top and bottom of it <laughs> um we should probably have a look at rod hull on yeah. this is your life kind of why we're here um what have we got where are we up to we we entered the 
uh, the, the episode last time, and we had Eamon Andrews uh, turning up dressed as some kind of like massive monster chicken. Yeah, never explained as, why either. No, at the same time as uh, Keith Chegwin had been attacked by oh. Emu and dragged across a desk. And the desk had uh, collapsed. It collapsed. And, and they were on the floor. And the floor. Jalapeno. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Rod Hull, when he falls on the floor, which he does a lot, he's such a brilliant physical actor. I mean, he's up there with, mm. with like the great physical actors. I suppose you've got Buster Keaton, haven't you? You've got... Um, mm. Chaplin, uh, never really. I'm not not a huge Charlie Chaplin fan. Maybe I haven't been exposed to enough of his work really to get mm. it. Then, then of course you got Rowan Atkinson, brilliant, right? Even yeah. if you don't like Mr. Bean uh, or or whatever, he is so good at all those um, pratfalls and that. But mm. the best, Sasha Baron Cohen, he's the best, I think. Oh, right, okay. I when when you then. see him in Borat. There's the scene in Borat, in the first Borat movie, where he goes in and he's doing it all live in real time because he's in character, but the other people there aren't aware of what's going on. And mm. he starts falling over in this fucking bric-a-brac shot and smashing everything. And every time you think he's, like, regained balance, he falls over again. And he right, just yeah. he goes on and on and on for an uncomfortable amount of time. <clears throat> By the end, he has just smashed the fuck out of this whole fucking shot. And it's one of the most funny, brilliant things I've seen. And he never... Anyway, that's all good. But Rod Hull, fucking hell. When he falls on his ass, he falls on his ass like a fucking pro. And in this, he's he's, he's on his ass, and he does it with Emu. Emu's still live. Emu's still active. And you forget that Emu is attached to him because Emu's still trying to fight Chegwin. But Rod Hull Mm. simultaneously is attacking Chegwin with Emu. Is also mm. on his ass and looking like he's completely unable to get up, like he's fucked and he doesn't know what's yeah. going on. And that yeah. is fucking genius. How he pulls off those yeah. two things at once. It's great. It's a great bit of stuff. But like, um, it's obviously prepared because Chegwin's seeing stuff like "get off me hair" and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Chegwin's really sensitive about his hair. Um. So, yeah, it's magnificent. Um, and we've got, of course, Eamon Andrews turns up with the book. Um, <clears throat> I've got some background, actually, that I found about Rod. Because we get a close-up of him, don't we? Mm. When Eamon Andrews produces the book. How old do you think Rod Hull is at this stage? 
Oh, yeah, this is a good question. I know this is a favourite game of ours because everybody looked older. But in, then, the, in the 80s, in the 70s, in the which is the sort of periods he straddled. And he always he's one of those guys who always looked basically the same age as well. He always looked, I would say, about 52. Um, right. But I'm going to guess that <clears throat> in this, because you, you always like knock off a few years, I'm going to say 45. Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Okay, that's how old I am now. So he's the age I yeah, am now. The same age as Rod Hull in mm. that clip. I would say he looks at least fifty-six or fifty-eight by how people look now. Yeah, it's also the way he dresses. He dresses in sort of There's old man well, suits, guess, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, and he's got the the, the hairs sort of all over the place and uh, there's some it, sideburns going on. Yeah, yeah, the sideburns and weirdly his chin, which of course is one of his most famous. Um, this one yeah. of his trademark sort of things, isn't it? His big chin. Yeah. But and of course, like, when he, Lee and Herring used to do Rod Hull, it was Kevin Eldon, wasn't it? They used to do yeah. him on This Morning with Richard, not Judy, and he had you know, a massive prosthetic chin Yeah, in that as well. Yeah. And when you see his dad come on later in this episode, He's got it's a big obvious chin that the chin runs in the family. But the funny thing <laughs> is, is that I was about to say his chin makes him look like an older man, but he would have had that chin his whole yeah. life. Yeah. But you just don't think of you don't think of yeah, kids don't. having big chins, do you? You think of it as just men in their fifties have big chins. Do we see big chins anymore? Have, have they no, been very out much of society? the seventies and eighties? Because back then yeah. you had three of the biggest figures on TV were Jimmy Hill, ultimate chin, Bruce Forsyth, and Rod Hull. Mm-hmm. Three of the yeah. biggest chins you could ever hope to see. Massive chins, wasn't it? Now yeah. they don't, and and then even in the nineties, we had Robson and Jerome. I think it was Jerome who had a big Jerome, chin, quite a sizey chin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but since then, nah, not really. You don't really see them. I wonder. I wonder if men with big chins, even though they were treasured on television, I wonder if they were shunned by the opposite sex. Well, and nowadays weren't able to breed. Nowadays, everyone grows beards, don't they? All the big chin men this have got true. beards, probably. To I, cover I, it up, I look at pictures of fellas with beards quite a lot, and I look, and I imagine them without the beard. And when you take the beard away, there's very rarely much going on there. <laughs> the beard, the beard does a great job of masking what is yeah. usually. I mean, do you remember when Billy Connolly shaved his beard off for a roll, and he, yeah. would do, he did a few chachos at the time, and it was just like it looked like a baby's ass. Don't you remember when wrong. he did the ad for Calibre, the original non-alcoholic beer? And he went to take a sip in the advert mm. and he was trying to get a sip without the foam going onto his moustache and beard. And then in the end, that, yeah. the twist at the end of the ad was he removed it and it turned out to be a false beard. And underneath, right. he had a bare face. It, it was yeah. a great twist. It's just wrong. Disgusting drink. It, yeah. We, um, yeah, I tried that at the time because who else advertised it? Was it Laurie McMenemy? That might have been the other one. There was one before oh, Calibre. Right. I can't remember what it was called. We've talked about it in this, this podcast before because obviously we have. Yeah. Laurie McMenemy. Non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic beer. Oh. Alcohol-free beer. Barbican. Barbican, that that's it. it was. Yeah, and really, came along really revolting drinks, like Horrible. really disgusting. Um, I tell you what, my favourite televisual big chin of the eighties was the Go little on. old lady out of Chawton and the Wheelies. Oh yeah! When I think of a really funny massive chin, 
I always think of her. And if I'm taking the piss out of someone for having a big chin, I would always send a picture of her to them. Yeah. What was her name again? Thelma, Hello, little old lady. Yeah. Chortland and the Wheelies, little old lady. Fenella. What's her name? Fenella, Fenella. the she kettle witch. Fucking terrifying, wasn't she? Because she, she would just disappear and then reappear again, wouldn't she? Yeah. Pink. Blog. Yeah. Down into the ground, then up again somewhere else. Yeah. Fucking hell. Fenella, an evil witch who speaks in a very strong Welsh accent and lives in Wheelie World, but separately from the Wheelies. <laughs> in Spout Hall, an oversized kettle. Fenella hates happiness. And uses her powers, <laughs> uses her powers primarily to make the wheelies unhappy. Yeah, she was a bastard. Did you ever watch, um, like when your kids were young? There was a show called Lazy Town. Yeah, and it was Swedish, I think. And mm-hmm. it was really like, in some ways, it was a bit of a ripoff of Chilton and the Wheelies because there was it was the same dynamic where there was like a town yeah. where everyone was pretty happy, like Chilton and the Wheelies. And but there was one there was one town cunt who just fucking resented the strong raggedy and vibes. Do you remember his name? Uh, his name was I oh know there was a hero called Sportacus. Sportacus was the hero, yeah. And then the, I the think it was guy. the same actor played the baddie, and he looked no, a lot like Waluigi out of uh, Mario Kart. They they did look similar, but they were two different fellas. And right. he was called Robbie Rotten. Robbie Rotten, and he yeah. lived under the ground, under Lazy Town, and very noncy. Yeah. He had this telescope that he could a periscope, sorry, that he just yeah. watched them all all day, and he hated them because their whole thing was really being healthy and happy, mm. and he resented that. And he just watched them through his periscope and then would just occasionally pop up over ground and try to fuck with whatever they were doing. Never with any success. It's a popular thing. It's like the Grinch who stole Christmas, same sort of vibe. But here's another interesting thing about Robbie Rotten. Massive Mm. chin. Massive massive chin. Massive chin. He did. And the guy who played Sportacus, he was... um, some sort of like super fit athlete and he was the guy who created the show and That's he, right, he yeah. created the show to encourage health and fitness amongst young people mm. um and then ironically he dropped dead a few years ago no he didn't have i made all of that up you've got it almost right robbie rotten died oh okay robbie right. rotten died in 2018 of, uh, of cancer oh well you can't yeah. help that there's no legislating um, for that he, died, he was only 43. Right. Um, his wife stated that due to his wishes, there will be no funeral. His earthly remains will be scattered in secrecy in a distant ocean. Whoa. And was he the creator of the show, Robbie Rotten? No, Sportacus was. Sportacus created the show. Sportacus is still going, is he? He's still going. Yeah, Magnus Sheving. And what about the little girl? She seemed to be American, not Swedish. I don't know. I don't okay. know. I thought you were on a page where it said, where are they now? I'm on the Sportacus, well, I'm on the Sportacus Lazy page. Town. I've been on the Robbie Rotten page. I've got the Lazy Town page now. Uh, the eight-year-old pink-haired girl called Stephanie. Yeah. That's right. Um, and um, I don't think she's got... Oh, she's played by two different girls, because obviously she'll have grown up. She'll have grown then, up, yeah. Yeah. Let's not get too deep into that because that's yeah, not right. She's alive. Well, they're all alive, so that's all right. 
Um, yeah, I had some notes on Rod Hull <clears throat> from just some interviews that I'd read. Uh, apparently he loathed and detested television. What, the I industry it or watching yeah, it? The, watching it. Right. It's existence, even though he made his fortune from it. He used to describe it as the idiot's lantern. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> and his his ex-wife said, if it was on, he'd say, I can't believe that ruddy thing's on again. And he preferred to sit in front of the fire having afternoon tea. Great. Or to potter around the kitchen making jam or elderberry champagne, <sighs> which he called fruity fizz pop. <laughs> so what a guy. He, he led quite a, a just rest Lovely. sort of lifestyle. Yeah, and then he just went out to earn a crust in the only way yeah. he knew how, which was to have a pretend emu on his arm causing mayhem everywhere he went. Maybe that was his his kind of uh, attack on television and television popular culture. Yeah, if you think and about the it, the whole routine was turning up in television and trying to ruin it. it. up. Yeah. yeah. So that ties in with how he felt about television, doesn't it? Uh, him and his wife owned a 32-room house in Rochester in Kent mm. called Restoration House, which he'd bought in 1986 for £400,000 and then reno- renovated for a further £500,000. And they had a villa in Portugal, and three of their children all went to public school. But in 1994, he was made bankrupt. Oh, no. Because he hadn't paid tax for five years. Fucking hell. Why, Rod? Um, I think he had he, he left all that to his accountant, and he had what you could only describe as a very bad accountant. Oh, dear. Um, and one day a letter turned up, said that he hadn't paid tax for five years. Bankruptcy. Everything had to go. Um, his wife... Uh, went back to Australia where she'd uh, she left him when he went bankrupt and, grown up and took the kids oh that's uh, awful but they, they didn't divorce she said that they, they'd like to get back together again at some point but um, his eldest son came back to the UK and was living with him right when he passed away when he had this accident well, it was just what a sad story together. yeah but I guess that might well, I don't know if that was the same house that were uh, you weren't allowed to piss on the tyres or not. I don't know, yeah. What, when he fell off so, the roof? I don't know whether yeah. it was or not. I don't think so, but I don't know. I don't know. If you have any information about any of Rod Hull's uh, aboards, get in touch. Get in touch. Personal memories, thoughts. You might have visited them. You might have knocked on the door. You might have just known about them from afar. Um, anything you've got to add to this uh, series please please get in touch um, what have we got yeah we'll we'll, we'll just leave it there because it's just the, the beginning of the episode itself where they all enter the theatre and the this is your life um, ritual would you call it a ritual yeah it is it's a ritual a ordeal yeah it's, <laughs> it's, but this is your life felt like a weird cult that Eamon Andrews was the sort of chief of. And you almost imagine him walking down the steps through the audience with the audience all like wearing hoods and holding candles and Uh, chanting. It was a bit like that. I mean, people don't, lots of people don't like surprises. I've decided that I don't like surprises because of watching this. You know that bit where the doors open and someone comes on? Yeah. A guest. And they play that little Oh no, not this con. No, they play that sting, that bit of music. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that 
that just gave me a sense of dread when I yeah. heard that again. Do you recognise this voice? Yeah. And then they appear and there's that bit of music as they come through the doors. Did Keegan ever do one? Oh, he must have done. It's me, he must have done. Fred Leatherland. Well, I mean, what did you, know, you get him on for? I bloody hate him. <laughs> I've cut all ties with him. I've what distanced is this? myself from him. It's some kind of ambush. Why didn't you ask Gene? You've got all sorts of people I no longer care for on this show. <laughs> I don't think it's on... I don't think it's on... Oh, is there an old man there? That could be Fred Leatherland. I don't think it's on YouTube. <clears throat> no, I don't think it is. But he was on there, though. There's evidence. Yeah, can't see it on YouTube. Um, yeah, we'll leave it there. They've just uh, emerged uh, into the, the theatre itself. And we'll have more from <laughs> this Rod Hull meandering deep dive next week. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye.